Rebel Yell Podcast on the Trib Live High School Sports Network. Uh, here on this edition to honor our Week 9 WPIL Team of the Week. A lot of worthy candidates because there were a lot of teams that either had to win their game to get into the postseason or win their game to solidify a conference championship. Not the case with our winner, but they did their their dirty deed in week eight and then carried it over into week nine with an impressive win uh, against a conference rival. I speak of the Southside Rams, the newly minted number one seed in the upcoming WPIL Class A playoffs. Their outstanding coach, Luke Travelpiece, is kind enough to join us. Luke, uh, congratulations on the the win in the Battle of the Rams. Congratulations on what has been a perfect season for Southside. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, we're talking off the air, and these guys, they've been playing together for a long time. I've got to watch them from the time they were in youth program up through, and, and we have a number of guys that have been uh, three- and four-year starters for us. And so to see everything come together for them here their senior year and, and watch them um, kind of reap the benefits of all the time and effort that they put in is exciting. And, you know, um, it, I don't think this is out there as public knowledge yet, but actually Friday was win 300 in, in program history. So it was a, uh, a pretty good thing for us uh, to be able to pull off as well. See, that's what I knew that. That's why you're our team of the week. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> sort of steal that thunder away. Uh, congratulations uh, on, on, on that milestone. So it sounds like you guys have had success in recent years, and in, 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 especially in the smaller schools. You get that special group that starts coming through. Even maybe sometimes you you sort of spot them coming through in the middle school. Um ages um and then once they get to high school and they start having success you you know you start obviously the, the sky's the limit so did you obviously a lot of folks probably thought that as this group progressed into now uh, you know most of them their senior years um that they would be successful but i mean even going back to august did you picture this kind of success did you picture a perfect regular season no, I mean, we, we knew we had the opportunity to compete with the other teams in our section, um, but it's a very tough section. Yes. Look back at what happened last year in playoffs and three of the final four. And, and you know, Union was bring, is and brought a lot of very talented players back. Rochester is always tough. Um, so we knew that, you know, we had to get, hopefully make it to the end of the season healthy, um, be able to take on those two teams to, to finish the regular season and um, just put ourselves in position. And so it was just a, a constant progress um, to, to try and improve each week. Um, thankfully, we've been able to do that. You know, we've had some luck follow our way. Um, you know, we get into a couple of games and, and had some fortunate bounces. And, and in high school football, that makes a big difference. You uh, talking about the, the, the depth of the Big Seven Conference, you had a, a Shenango team that was competitive all year long. And they don't even make the playoffs. They end up losing to a Laurel team that is starting to play pretty good football um, to finish in fourth place and earn a, uh, a playoff berth. So you uh, and it's tradition, right? I mean, we've been around this a long time. The Big Seven Conference in Class A, uh, a lot of those Beaver County schools, uh, and now the the success of those Lawrence County schools. That's a mixture 
uh, making for a, a very competitive uh, regular season. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Shenango, when we were playing them, I think that was week six, week six or week seven, and, and they had, unfortunately, a lot of injuries this year. I was talking with Coach Graham yesterday. Um, but they're always fundamentally sound. They, they all, they're always prepared. And, um, you know, we had to tell our kids, we have to go out and execute and do our thing because any team in our conference is good enough to beat you uh, any given weekend. Northgate, you know, um, they ended up five right. and five overall. They were three and one non-conference, I believe it was. Uh, Coach Lucas is doing a great job over there. So we're just um, we're fortunate to be in the conference that we're in. I, I do believe that it, all the teams entering the playoffs are battle tested, and um, hopefully, you know, it it, it helps to uh, to pave the way for us. Told everybody yesterday, good luck, but I don't want to see you. <laughs> the uh, speaking of yesterday, we're 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 taping this on Sunday. The brackets came out uh, on Saturday, and there are two undefeated teams: uh, the Black Hills Conference champion Rangers of Fort Cherry, the Rams of Southside, undefeated champions uh, in the Big Seven Conference. And of course, you can't always you can you can't overlook Clareton. Um, and the recent success of Black Hills Conference runner-up Bishop Canavan. Um, there was a lot of talk that uh, most, I think most people, most experts thought that Fort Cherry would get the number one seed. You guys uh, get the, the number one seed. And I think a lot of times committees, you know, it's tough sometimes to get into their head, but I, I think what you've done lately really carries a lot of weight. And the fact that you guys had two of your toughest opponents in weeks eight and nine, uh, Union and Rochester. And not only do you win, but you win impressively, I think probably maybe carried the day and carried a lot of weight in that debate for who's one, who's two. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for us, fortunately, I feel like we're peaking at the right time. We're doing the things that we want to do. We've been able to add some new wrinkles. But uh, I had people asking me coming into the, this week, you know, about the number one seed. And, and quite honestly, um, you know, Fort Terry is a, a great team. Uh, a lot of respect for them and, and Coach Gary and what he's doing down there. We met, we got together with them the last couple of years for seven on sevens. And, um, you know, first time last summer, I had no idea who this Matt Seed kid, kid even is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Coach that was Tom, before he made his splash last yeah. summer. Yeah, that was, I think, early June, and, and Coach is telling me that, uh, hey, we have a freshman. We think he's pretty good. He's generational talent. Yeah, yeah, okay. He starts throwing the ball all over the place, and I'm so impressed by his arm strength, right? And I'm thinking, it's a 7-on-7. Seven seven. He's not running around. And I'm thinking, man, this kid has a really good arm. He's dynamic. And then they go to week zero, and he runs for 300 yards. It's something incredible. And uh, you know, so they're they're doing a very good job there, and um, you know, a lot of a lot of respect for them, and enjoy getting together with those guys. And of course, Bishop Canavan, we saw them last year, and um, you know, Coach Johnson's doing a great job. They they got some great players. They've got you know a Division One athlete and and uh, Jason Cross. They've got Olszewski throwing the ball all the way around. So, uh, you know, we're we're looking at not necessarily the one, the two, the three, but what are the matchups? What, you know, who the sides of the brackets and all those things. And I think sometimes that's more important than, than the number next to your name. It's interesting, you know, just listening to you talk about uh, some of the top teams in the classification and my, my opinion, um, you know, 10 years ago, it was Clareton, 
and it was Clareton and it was Clareton. Nobody wanted to be on the side of the Clareton Bears because and and that 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 four-year run that they had was just you know mind-boggling. Uh the 66 game win streak probably will never be duplicated probably. But um in the last few years it seems to me that uh, you know class A has really added a lot of depth. The 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 Tri-County South used to be you know, an afterthought, but they've had some good teams, some good players come out of there in, in recent years. And in California is a, a, a team that you, you can't overlook uh, this season. You mentioned Fort Cherry, you mentioned Bishop Canavan, you talked about, you know, your conference, and we haven't really even touched on Clareton and Jeanette and Greensburg Central and those Eastern powers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really, last year I thought it, and this year, and maybe it's because this is the only classification that still has the full 16 team bracket, but there just seems to be a lot of really good depth in class A. Yeah. You know, I, I just talked about the, the matchups and where everything's going to fall. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm talking about the two and the three seed didn't even mention four and five and, and Clareton and union. And, you know, if we're able to get through week one and week two, we have to probably play one of those two teams. And I'm thinking, man, I don't want to do that. I don't want to see them. You know, <laughs> uh, we just saw Clareton in preparing for Rochester. We just saw them play, um, what two or three weeks ago? They played. Yeah, right. So we have some tape of them, and man, they're they're again, they're they're a great football team. Always have been um, one of the traditional powers, and so um, I would not have wanted to be on the committee. It's trying to rank one through eight, and and even um, you know, 10, 11, 12. It's 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 deep, as you said, and um, any given Friday, yep. um, you got to be prepared to play. Chris uh, Harlan and I, we saw it last year. Union, a tenth seed, ends up winning the championship. Uh, Chris Harlan and I, during the pairing show, were talking that there really are eight, nine, ten might be a stretch, but eight or nine teams that you can make a legitimate debate. I mean, you know, okay, new season, everybody zero and zero, everybody high hopes, but you know, legitimate debates can be made. I think for half of this playoff field. Yeah, I would I would say more than half. Even you know, um, you've got the top eight seeds are all very strong teams. I think Greensburg's eight, and then you have West Green, who they finished nine and one, eight and two. Um, you know, they're the nine seed. Rochester, we just saw them. That's a very tough football team. They have a phenomenal running back um, in Antonio Lori, and uh, he's just he's a thick, powerful runner. And so, uh, with what Coach Matzuk is doing at Rochester and has been doing for 20 plus years. Um, you know, that's another team you don't want to see in the playoffs. Um, bottom half of the bracket, but they have the opportunity to go all the way and make it to act for themselves. Gino's a legend. Uh, it's a great first round matchup too. that seven, 10 game Rochester uh, and Cornell. That's over on the other side of the bracket. You're not worried about that. You're worried about the 16th seed. And then, you know, keep an eye on what happens in the, in the eight, nine game, um, you know, focused on, on your quadrant. The one thing in following your team's success this season that, that I've noticed in doing all this team of the week, player of the week kind of thing is the, this, this is really a great team effort. Um, There aren't the gaudy stats. There isn't that one player that is just, you know, we're talking about Fort Cherry and I'm not saying that they're a, 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 a one, you know, one man team, but Matt Sieg is, is a big part of it. 251 yards rushing uh, on Friday. But you have so many weapons. You have uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan Navarra, 
AC Corfield, Brody Almashi, your quarterback, uh, can throw it. He can also run it. You have a couple of other running backs who have who have gotten you significant yardage. So there's great depth at the skill positions, and 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 so you're not reliant on that one player if something were to happen. You know, you get it's great to have that uh, go-to guy, but if that go-to guy gets a little banged up, then uh, things can be tough. Yeah, we're fortunate that that we do have a lot of depth. You know, we've got, two, we believe, two great uh, wide receivers as well. With what we do, we're, we're able to have so much success running the ball. But, um, you know, we've got depth all the way across the board. Um, as you said, the stats, to me, the stat I keep going back to is our top three rushers are all averaging 10 yards a carry. Um, so as a defense, as a defensive coordinator, that, that's really hard to prepare yes. for. Um, you know, who, you can't key on one individual person. And with the misdirection that we try to do, um, you know, I, I, I don't game plan for. So you'd have to ask the DCs. But um, with what we try to do, we're trying to put them in conflict. And um, our offensive line does a great job of, of uh, creating holes and lanes for those guys. And, and they, um, it's a truly unselfish team. And so they bought into that mindset. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned the line because really that's all, that's where it begins running that offense. You, you need the hosses up front and you need to win those battles or else everything's just clogged up. And no matter how good your back is, he's probably not going to get much. And, and, and the, when you guys have had success over the years, a lot of it's because of uh, the, the big guys up front. Yeah. You know, we have, six guys actually that came back with starting experience uh, started at least five games on the line last year. So we were able to move Slayton Williams from left tackle to a tight end, full back, each back type of a role and um, get those other five guys up front. So we've had a lot of continuity. This is year two of them all playing together, all being in the same positions. Um, so there's a comfort level, um, you know, they're, they're executing their assignments. And then what's nice too, is um you know different game plans if teams try to confuse us having a veteran group they know what the adjustments are to make they know how to execute um so they're a smart group in, in addition to being top physical and fast that helps a lot as well um the the um the matchup for you guys uh coming up uh, on friday round one of the wpl playoffs is uh, Manesson from the uh, from the uh, Tri County South. Um, overall, probably not the kind of year that they had hoped they would have. But you talked about how you guys are getting better and better. That's what every coach wants. Whether it's you know you're, whether you're ten and zero or you're one and nine, if you progress, that's what a coach uh, wants from a team. They had to win in game week eight. They had to win in week nine. They did. Those were almost like playoff games. Mm -hmm. So they come to your place uh, in Hookstown, but uh, nonetheless, it's it's somebody you can't overlook. Absolutely not. You know they've actually won three of the last four weeks. Um, pretty convincing scores. I think they've been you know twenty plus point wins. Um, so they're doing a very good job. They were. You know we're familiar with Tri County. We played two Tri County teams last year to start the playoffs. Um, I believe they went four and two in the Tri County last year, um, six and four maybe overall, something along those lines. Um, and they were young and brought a lot of very talented players back. Their running back is only a sophomore. Um, he ran for all kinds of yardage last year. They have another dynamic running back. Um, and they're still a very young team. 
I think two or three seniors. But, um, you know, Coach is doing a great job down there of, of turning that program around from where it was when he inherited it. And, and those guys come to play. Um, they execute. Um, they're fundamentally sound. And so we have to, you know, we have to prepare for, for a dogfight on Friday night. And, uh, you know, no pun intended. Um, I love their helmets, by the way. They remind me of my alma mater. Every time I see him, I, I, I go back. Um, but it, it's going to be a good football game. Uh, that's a very good team coming up to, to see us. All right. Luke Travel piece, scouting helmets now, uh, the head coach of Southside. Uh, I, before we uh, wrap things up, I do want to touch on the fact we were talking about the Rams and, and the offense. Um, really, another key has been the way you guys have played that uh, suffocating defense. Um, only uh, 81 points allowed this year by Southside, tied with Bishop Canavan for the best team defense by far in Class A. Um, so, you know, it's great. You've got depth, offensive line, skill position on offense. But, man, you guys uh, are doing a great job on the defensive side too. Yeah, that's been a point of emphasis for us for the last number of years. We were fortunate to bring uh, Mike Comiso onto our staff back in 2019. And since he's been with us, you know, you've seen our defense continue to improve each and every week. Um, you know, he, he does a great job of game planning for, for what the other team's trying to do. Um, our guys get lined up and we focus on getting lined up, playing your gap, being disciplined and, and flying to the football. And um, our guys have really bought into that as well and they, they just do a good job of being fundamentally sound and um you know thankfully again we've, we've got some great athletes that are out there able to execute it as well let's go back in the way back machine you're still a, a young man at least considering this room um 1999 what were you doing 1999 1999 i was a freshman in high school okay yeah living the life that's right wasn't driving yet um <laughs> except for the you know around around home on the, the quad or the dirt bike whatever i had at that point in time but um yeah i was still a young man well yeah, that's when life wasn't complicated no back problem. in the uh in, in the high school days especially the early high school days 1999 you've heard about it a lot obviously uh Southside winning their first conference championship since that magical um 99 run uh which they not only won a conference title they won a wpil championship and also a piaa state championship i was early in my network days um i think it was the nauticom sports network back then and uh, i remember it was a drizzly day up in hershey i was on the sidelines staying out of the way of coach mcdougall um but it was uh, just fun to watch and fun to experience that being so close. Usually us media types are up in the booth, but being on the sidelines uh, was pretty neat. You have Glenn on your, uh, on your staff, correct? Yeah. I was just going to warn you, you know, if you uh, do a radio show of us, he's up in the booth. So if you're going up in the booth, you'll have to avoid him again. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I was, yeah, I was fortunate to uh, when he came back, um, you know, I was teaching in the district and um, I was coaching elsewhere. He's like, you gotta, you gotta come. You have to, you have to coach where you teach. Um, and he was on me in the first year. I was kind of hesitant year two. I came in and coached under him and um, you know, he, he does an outstanding job. He was ready to, to kind of hand over the reins, but we've been fortunate to have him stay around and just a, an outstanding 
um, job of mentoring, coaching, you know, everybody on the staff as well as the, you know, the players that we have. So he does a great job. It's nice to have him up in the box and, and he's got a great view of what's going on and, and communicating with us. So, um, you know, just very, very fortunate. Great football mind uh, and, and a great head coach and now helping out as, as an assistant coach uh, at Southside. You are also a special ed teacher in, in the district, correct? Uh, so I spent 17 years as a special ed teacher and actually just transitioned um, into a uh, campus dean of students position. Okay. So when you're that involved uh, with the student body, it really, you know, um, to me, I think it gives coaches a better perspective. Um, it, it helps with the bonding process, but, you know, it, it, it puts the whole aspect of why you are doing what you are doing on the gridiron in perspective. It, it's not life or death. It's not win at all costs. And, and, and when you have that correct mentality, I think it goes a long way to having success on and off the field with these young men. Yeah, you know what's exciting? I'm glad you you brought that up. After our game last week against Union, um, you know, our superintendent posted a picture of the team, uh, you know, completing the, the championship. And he told me this week he had a couple parents from Union reach out to him and, and talk about the sportsmanship of our players and, and um, how great of a job that they did. You know, I had an official earlier in the year come up to me at the end of the game and he pinpointed Casey Lewis, number 54. He's an offensive lineman, defensive lineman. Um, that does not stand in job. He said, coach, I just want you to know, like I've never seen sportsmanship like number 54. He's just, he does an outstanding job. And so as a coach that, you know, those are the comments you want to hear, you know, um, talking with our staff members, seeing the growth and maturity of, of our players, you know, um, I'm not saying that we're we're perfect, but we're making progress and we're growing and we're developing. And so that's the that's the point. That's the purpose of high school athletics. Sure. Yep. Um, the wins are nice and, and we get excited but, and they allow you to have that impact. But, um, you know, the coaching aspect and you talk to the guys that have been around for a long time and are successful at it. Um, you know, that, that's their goal. That's why they do what they do. The one thing of having success one of the things that goes with it is this kind of stuff, right? You got to talk more and deal more with, with the media, but that opens the, it gives you and your, and your staff the opportunity to really put these young men, um, you know, sing the accolades like you just did of, of, of some of their either performances or just their manner as, as a human being. And, and, and that's just, that's just nothing but good stuff right there. Right. You know, we're very fortunate. I, that's why I was, I was so happy when you reached out to me about the team of the week. To, um, and I love the fact that it's team of the week. You know, it's, it's all of them. It's all of the players together working in unison to, to allow us to have the success that we had. And, um, you know, our guys understand that. And so they're just they're so excited, so grateful. Um, and hopefully we're able to keep it going for a few more weeks. Well deserved. No question about it. Uh, it has been a heck of a regular season, but. I know that each and every one in that locker room doesn't want it to end in early November or mid-December or mid-November. They want to go all the way to knocking on the door of Christmas, still in pads, getting ready for another trip to the state championship. Uh, Luke, appreciate it. Again, congratulations on the success. Uh, stay healthy. Uh, best of luck to 
to to the Rams as they get ready for uh, four weeks of uh, district playoffs. We hope four weeks, or at least the folks in Hookstown hope it's four weeks. Continued success, my friend. Yeah, thank you very much. As you said, it is, it's tough. One through 16, they're, they're a lot of quality teams. So we'll take it week by week. But thank you. Thanks for having us. And uh, hopefully we'll get to chat soon. Yeah, indeed. Thanks, Luke. Luke Travelpiece, the uh, head coach of the uh, Southside Rams, our week nine team of the week. And there were, again, were a lot of options. Uh, but, uh, and this was, uh, in fact, I had contacted Luke uh, before the pairing show. So we didn't even know that they were the, uh, the, the number one seed. And he knew that the pairing show was coming up. Uh, and, but uh, he was more than happy and thrilled for his team that they would be uh, representing uh as one of our teams of the week here this season so kudos to them and again there were uh, a lot of options when you get into how many big games there really were for playoff berths for championships etc etc uh let's take a look at some of the other uh teams of the week to focus on uh Kenna McMillan shout out to them the really 6a was pretty much already set in stone uh, coming into week nine, just that one missing piece. Who would finish third? Cannon McMillan beating Mount Lebanon, which is rare air for them. They uh, they don't have a great history against the Blue Devils. Cannon McMillan, 41-28. They seal the deal on third place. In class 5A, we're going to do something a little strange here. We're going to give a shout-out to a couple of teams, one that did get it done, Upper St. Clair, they beat South Bay at 34-21. And one that came so close, your heart breaks. Panthers go 8-2 and two this year, but they will not make the playoffs. Two of their losses were to Peters Township and Bethel Park, and they lose out on tiebreaker points. Uh, but Woodland Hills, they were leading Penn Hills most of that game. Penn Hills comes down, a couple minutes left. They score, take the lead, 26-21. Woodland Hills drives right back down. I think they had a first and goal. Uh, as time is winding down into the final minute of play, they score a touchdown, penalty brings it back, and then they could not crack the end zone again. They lose by five, and they lose by two points in the WPIL tiebreaker. Franklin Regional gets the second tiebreaker, or the uh, wild card in 5A. Bethel Park, because of Gardner points, <clears throat> had earned the first tiebreaker, so um, Hart goes out to Woodland Hills six and four, but they also will not be participating in the uh, upcoming WPIAL playoffs. Uh, class 4A, uh, Kiske area and Highlands. They both needed to win to get in, and they did. Highlands uh, wins with their backs to the wall in weeks eight and nine. Uh, they beat Hampton 42-26. Uh, Luke Bombalski, 166 yards in that game for the Golden Rams. Carson Heinley throws for 236 yards. Scorching hot Kiski area. I think winners of three straight. Uh, beats Armstrong 42-34 to punch their ticket to the WPIL playoffs in the Greater Allegheny Conference, known as the GAC. Um, the uh, Allegheny Six Conference uh, shout out to the Deer Lakes Lancers, a, sort of a win in your in game uh, as they hosted rival Freeport and Deer Lakes. They're seven and three, uh, a dangerous team in, in the upcoming 3A playoffs. 35 nothing, they knock off uh, Freeport uh, 
and they sealed the deal on third place uh, behind um, East Allegheny and Knock in the Allegheny Six Conference in Class 3A. Class uh, 2A, Elwood City ends an 11-year drought, uh, playoff drought, that is, with a 41-0 victory over Riverside. Chris Smiley, 9 of 14, 170 yards uh, in the win for the Wolverines that gives them fifth place in the Midwestern Athletic Conference. The MAC and the Allegheny in 2A send five teams because of the amount of teams they had in the conference. Keystone Oaks and Waynesburg Central both uh, winning um, to get in to seal the deal in a playoff berth as well. Waynesburg Central, uh, winless a year ago, playoff bound here in 2023. And finally, in Class A, um, Cornell wins. They are in. Khalil Johnson, 120 yards rushing uh, as the Raiders finish in third place in the Black Hills Conference. Um, Monesson, uh, we talked about them. Tyvon Kershaw, 107 yards uh, as they knock off Beth Center, 36-16. They end up tied with Beth Center, but they obviously head-to-head win the tiebreaker points. And Laurel, a little love for the Spartans. Luca Santini uh, throws for 220 yards, only on six completions. That's not easy to do. Laurel, 22, Shenango, 7. Spartans clinch a playoff berth in the Big 7 Conference. All right, uh, we appreciate uh, the uh, head coach of the Southside Rams, Luke Travelpiece, for joining us uh, on the uh, as they wrap up a perfect regular season and hope to continue that in the postseason. We will continue our uh, Rebel Yell podcast, Team of the Week, Player of the Week, all the way through the end of the high school football season. Thanks to Chris Lackner, our producer as well. I'm Don Rebel. We thank you for joining us. The Rebel Yell Podcast on the Trib Live High School Sports Network.